0: August 10, 2020. On top of a year that has been plagued by racial unrest, a global pandemic, and the closure of desired and vital institutions, Cedar Rapids, Iowa was hit with a storm that devastated the community. While the number of deaths is thankfully low, the amount of damage is, in the words of residents, the worst they have ever seen. Yet, in the midst of the darkness, a light still shines. Enter Willie Ray of Willie Ray's Q Shack. Man, welcome to the Willie Ray's Q Shack. Normally, he runs a small business to take care of his family. But in the face of this tragedy, he decided to take it a step further and provide free meals to the community. 400 meals a day, to be exact. Why does he do it? It is what he loves to do in a community that he loves. People have also joined forces with Willie Ray with donations so he would not have to bear the cost of doing this alone. Because of this, many in Cedar Rapids who have lost everything can at least say they will not go hungry. It is this kind of good that we need in our community, our country, and our world. This is why we are here. It's the Perpetual Good Podcast with your host, Kenneth Hopkins. Join us as we discover the good things that are happening all around us and what we can do to bring even more good to our communities. Life is like a box of a sort of chocolate. What swells in my head? Don't boxes. Go with the concept. Never know what you'll get unless you are open for the for quest. To the perpetual good podcast this is kenneth hopkins and i'm excited to bring today's episode today it is all about celebration we're going to talk a little bit more about willie ray and the efforts that he is doing in cedar rapids but i also have a few other stories of different things that are happening around the country different things that people are doing good that people are doing in their communities and how they are helping other people In the midst of various situations. So we're going to talk about that. And we're going to wrap up today talking about just what we can do with our passions and how we can affect change in our own communities. And before we get started, one of the things that we're celebrating is the Perpetual Good Podcast is now international. We have listeners in a couple of different countries. Uh, We have listeners from Turkey and from Ireland, and I'm looking forward to other countries being represented in the people who are listening to the podcast, so that's exciting for us. And we're excited to be able to bring this around the world and see what good is happening not only in America, but also in other countries. So I'm looking forward to hearing from you and find out what's happening in your own communities. So welcome to the people In America, welcome to the people from other countries, and let's go ahead and get started with the stories of good. Our first story takes place in a small little restaurant in a small town of Bruton, Alabama. The owners, Lisa and Freddie Thomas McMillan, Tuesday through Thursday, serve up some of the best food that money can buy. But here's the kicker, you can't buy it. Drexel & Honeybee is, is a donations-only restaurant. We don't have any menus. We don't have any Drexel & Honeybee's restaurant is unique because it's donation-only. If you go to that box over there and you ain't got one red cent, nobody will ever know. They set it up so that it doesn't matter whether you come in there as a millionaire or you come in there with absolutely nothing, you can get the same food. And if you have the ability to pay, that's fine. There's a donation box, it's a little private, and so you can put in whatever you want, but if you don't have anything to pay, that's fine. You can eat and just leave. Now, how could somebody do this? Now, this was something that was in their heart for quite some time. Lisa had actually run a food kitchen for a while, and she had wanted to run this restaurant. And so they were finally able to do this. And they did this for one simple reason. Joy. Joy that is not only in their hearts, but joy in being able to see people come together and just enjoy a good meal and not have to worry about whether they look like they can pay or whether they look like they belong there or not. Everybody who comes in, They all belong. Everybody who comes in is valued just the same, and they're able to eat good meals just the same. And this restaurant has taken off. It has gotten a lot of notoriety. It's gotten a lot of press. But it's gotten a lot of press because there's a lot of love that goes into this effort of making sure that people feel valued and that they are well taken care of. So we celebrate the work that Lisa and Freddie are doing. We're gonna have some information in the show notes about the restaurant itself. If you're anywhere in the area, definitely stop by. And if you have the ability to pay, make sure that you pay extra so that somebody else who doesn't have it can actually get a good meal. Drexel and Honeybee's Restaurant, donation only. That's some good stuff in Alabama. story comes from the campus of Oakland Technical High School in Oakland, California. While many students are finishing up their classes, again this is pre-COVID, finishing up their classes and focusing on their extracurricular activities, whether it's sports or music or whatever it happens to be, there's one student who is taking it a step further and doing things not only for himself but for his community. Ahmed Mohammed is a scholar-athlete. GPA. He plays on the basketball team, but those aren't the only things that he does. Now, due to the pandemic, all of the students were in lockdown, and Ahmed didn't just use that time to sit around and be bored and do nothing. He spent time with his niece and his nephew, and he poured into them. He took his passion for science and started giving them things that they could do, exercises that they could do, experiments that they could do. And he found that they really enjoyed it. They enjoyed the possibility of pursuing this and actually saw that there was something that could be done as far as their future was concerned. And so he looked at that and he realized that even with some of the things that he had gone through, he saw all of the kids in his neighborhood and so many of them lacking the ability to pursue science and other STEM areas and lacking the resources to be able to even experience that. So, what he did during the pandemic, as a high school student focusing on college in the next year, he formed a foundation. He formed an organization called Kits Cube. And the mission of Kits Cube is to put science kits into the hands of every child in the community. A lot of the kids, again, they don't have access to this information, and so he's doing this to raise money to actually purchase the kits and and put the kits together to actually get those into the hands of kids. And this is not just something that's going to be done just so that it's going to keep them busy, but it's actually going to give them a future. Many of these kids have been discouraged from even thinking about science or any of the other STEM areas. But by giving them this, these resources and giving them this information and giving them the encouragement, the kids are actually seeing that not only is science fun, it's exciting, but it's also attainable. So hats off to Ahmed Mohammed for his entire team, for Kids Cubed, for focusing on the community, for taking the time that other people are, are doing to just do Netflix and sit back and relax. But he actually did it to build up his community because he loves his community and he loves this area in his life, this passion in his life, and he wanted to give back. The, the focus for his life, the, the words that he lives by is, all I am, I owe. And so he knows that everything that he's gotten, he didn't just get it because he's a good person. He got it because other people have poured into him, and so he wants to be able to do the same for others. So again, hats off to Ahmed, hats off to Kits It's only you who's going to use them. It's only you who's going to use them. But you've got to put your arms through the bottom one. Yeah? So your arms are through the bottom one. Okay? My arms go through the top one. And I've the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> amazing! <laughs> Last story today takes us to the UK to the town of Stratford-upon-Avon and a young man named Anthony Colvin. He had been affected by COVID just like all the rest of us and no he didn't contract the disease but he was affected by it because someone that was very close to him, his grandmother, he hadn't been able to hug for months and so he found a way to make that happen. He created this curtain with arms in it and was able to have that connection with a person that he loved. And so he was able to do something good. And I don't know if he was the one who first started it, but as I've seen this, I've seen many other people doing the same thing. I've seen a lot of videos where people have taken that same idea, taken a clear shower curtain, and using that, modifying that, In order to make sure that they can have actual physical connection with people and to get rid of the barriers, even though that's a barrier in itself, but it's actually a step forward for what we've all been dealing with. And so the separation and the loneliness and all of those things that he was feeling, he was able to overcome that by doing something good. As I think about all of the different stories, everything from Willie Ray feeding so many people to Anthony just wanting to hug his grandmother. There are a lot of similarities in those stories, and even though some of them had to deal with food and one of them had to deal with a shower curtain, and then there was another one that was dealing with science kits, there were still similarities. And the similarity is this, that everyone had a passion. It was something that was already inside of them, but then there was a need that they saw that was outside of themselves. It'd be one thing if they just looked at the things that they need and how they could get over in, in society, whether it was through a tragedy or just through, through normal life, but they looked outside of themselves. And in looking outside of themselves, they saw a need. They saw themselves in the other people that were around them. For Ahmed, he saw himself in his niece and his nephew. And that's what prompted the good that came out of them. I was able to see it just here in the Portland area. When Holly's daughter Morgan was in high school, she she had a passion for acting and theater. And that's where she was focused. But then she looked outside of herself and she saw what was happening in the community. She saw what was happening in the middle school. And the fact that they didn't have anything for theater. There was no transition point or no education or nothing that would prompt any of the students to even think about pursuing anything as far as theater was concerned. So Morgan didn't just think about herself. She thought about them, and she actually created a program to introduce theater to the middle schools. And she started with one, and she didn't just start, uh, stop there. But she created this program so that it could be used in every single middle school in the area. And she didn't even stop there. She saw the students, but then she also saw some of the homeless and houseless students that were in the area as well. And so she created a program for them. Because of her passion, not only for the thing that she loved in acting, but also her passion for people. She was able to affect the lives of so many people in such a positive way. And not just through acting, but being able to give them a a point of inclusion, being able to give them value. And that's what each of these stories is all about. And that's why we want to celebrate it. And so when it comes to doing good, when you start looking at what it is that you can do and how you can get involved. What are you passionate about? What are the things that are already in your heart? That's number one. What are the things that you're already good at? What do you like doing? That's number two. And who's around you? Do the people around you have the same opportunity that you have had? Doesn't mean it has to be an an easy opportunity, but do they have the same opportunity? Do they have the same outlook and mindset? That you have. And you may find that just opening up that door could be something that could change their life. It could be the very good that they need right now in their life. So I want to encourage you, just like all of the stories that we've heard today, whether it's creating something brand new or just modifying a shower curtain. Find out what you're passionate about and do it because it's going to be good. I want to thank you for joining me on this episode for celebration today. And if this has been good for you, if you've enjoyed this episode, I would just ask that you subscribe to the podcast and also let somebody else know. There's somebody else that I'm sure that you know that would appreciate this podcast. So let everybody know where, you, where they can find it. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear more stories. I'd love to hear what's going on in your world. I'd love to hear how you've stepped out and how you've been able to do good for other people. So I look forward to spending time with you next time on the Perpetual Good Podcast. You have been listening to the Perpetual Good Podcast with your host, Kenneth Hopkins. Special thanks to Bled John for the theme music. Tune in next time for more stories of the good happening in our community. Have a great day and remember, don't let evil overwhelm you, but overcome evil with good.